Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Thank you to our sponsors, the Wall Street Memes Casino, with over 5,000 custom games to choose from. Enjoy live dealers and in-play sports betting, from football to esports. Get a 200% sign-up bonus on your initial deposit up to $25,000. Use code IFLTV24. Deposit now by visiting Wall Street Memes Casino today. 18 plus only, please gamble responsibly. This is Coogan Cassius for IFL TV. Well, this is a blast from the past. <laughs> Delighted to be joined by, I don't know if the people still call you the big truck. I don't know what people call me anymore, mate. <laughs> Just call me, yeah, big truck, big truck, big and um, Grizzly. All the boxing fraternity still call me the same, but I don't really see anyone much anymore, to be honest with you. I was going to say, because obviously um, Liverpool is such a, a huge, like, boxing mad city. Like, there are a lot of active fighters still um, in Liverpool now. Do you not see anyone then? No, mate. Marie Cluse. Like you said, when you messaged me the other night, I've attended Marie Cluse. I actually have to a degree like I just don't know mate you know what it is with me and I, I, I was guilty of it when I was actually boxing I never really went to boxing shows once, once I'd finished my training I just I just uh, let me just put my phone on side once, once, I, once I'd finished my training for the week I think I wanted to switch off um, and even more so now I, I don't really go to boxing anymore I went to Jake Paul and Logan Paul fight with me lad in, in um, October for something to do. But it weren't, it weren't a boxing show, like, obviously. Um, and apart from that, mate, I don't see anyone. But, but that's life, isn't it? You just, you just get on with things and you end up doing your own thing. Everyone's doing their own thing. And, but when we do see each other, you know, it's like it's like we've... It's only been a week since we've seen each other. So that's... that's the, that's how it is. Just you watch boxing though. Um, yeah, heavyweight or or big domestic fights, fights, fights that interest me, fighters that interest me. Um, but you know what, mate? I, I I've never been the biggest boxing nut. You know, I'd never go out of my way to watch fights that didn't have some type of connection to me. You know, if I didn't know the fighter or if it weren't 
you know, a, a mega fighter. I wouldn't go out of my way to watch, you know, a a Chantelaria title fight on Eurosport on a Thursday night or something like that. I've never been that much of a, a boxing nut, which is a shame, really, because I think if you I think if you're in the sport, I think it's important to be a student of the game. You know, you can learn a lot from watching a lot of a lot of hours of boxing. A lot of fighters have improved the boxing IQ and things like that because of that. But I just never never really did that type of thing like well when you look obviously you've been retired for the last five years uh your last fight being against uh chisora but when you look at kind of even five years ago david and you look at kind of who the prominent figures were uh like from the uk and also kind of on the world scene they're the ones that are still prominent now obviously you know you've still got aj you've still got tyson fury uh these guys that I mean, with Tyson Fury, that was a long time ago when you were um, were meant to or were going to uh, fight Fury. That was a long time ago. You were always, I felt, with Joshua, um, a couple of wins, and I, I felt like that, that fight would have happened with Joshua um, for yourself. But how are you looking at the heavyweight division now? Because a lot has happened over the last kind of year. A lot has happened over the last three or four months in the division. Mm -hmm. Uh, which kind of sets the, the scope for how 2024 is going to be. How are you looking at the heavyweight division right now? Yeah, I, I think it looks wide open, doesn't it? I think it's there, it's there for the taking at the minute. Um, obviously, Fury's fighting his group, and they're the, the, the two premier fighters in the division, but I still still believe there's room for Anthony Jocker in that conversation. You know, I think, uh, think the way he's gone away and regrouped, after the first Usher loss, in my opinion, I think I think apart from the um, the fight against oh, the one who fought Tillian White, where he just boxed, boxed you know, boxed pretty. Did he beat him on points? What was his name? Jermaine Franklin. Yes, Jermaine Franklin. So, so you know that that performance couldn't come under a bit of scrutiny because he was trying something different than everything else, but. Um, I thought he was really good in the second usual fight. And, and and he's still improving, and that's a mark of the man, you know, because the hunger he's still showing. He's got all the money he'll ever need and more. So it, it's it's just about obviously his legacy. Um and I think there's room for him to, to be in that conversation with Tyson Fiori. Um and he should want once that's settled. So it's it, it's wide open, like because he put Bishop as well in that fight to, to the very to the very end. It was it was it was close fight till the last two rounds, I think. But you know, all these younger fighters are coming through. Opportunities are presenting themselves for them. Your your Hagovich is is in a good position to get a good fight, a big fight. Um, go for Parker, beat Deontay Wilder. That's open things right up. Um. Ajit Kabayel be beating the big Russian. And what's good is these fights just beneath the the elite. They're all fighting each other. And that's great to see. Like, and, and they're all, I'm assuming, getting paid well for it because there's Saudi connection. And, you know, that will make these fighters fight each other. It's like, um, it just be quite often in the 90s, you know, when you, there was fighters like David Stewart, John Ruiz, Aisha Babucci, they, they're all fighting each other. Even in 10-round fights, 
you know, to to, to Jocko for a position to get a title fight. And I felt like when the clinch goals were dominating, that that was gone because it was just about people getting in a mandatory position to get the the shot at clinch goal, or you'd get hand picked and get the shot at clinch goal um, at one of the clinch goals. And I think it's kind of throwing back to the to that mid nineties era. And that's that's great for the fans. You know, it doesn't have to be a title fight to be a big fight and a fight where the fighters get paid, you know, appropriately. Mm. But you talk about Anthony Joshua there and, and one comparison I'll make between your careers is that in the early parts of your careers, um David, obviously, we started alongside kind of when um, you were kind of, you'd already turned pro by then, but kind of the the pressure, but also the uh, the willingness from kind of the public to like, you know, David Price, yes, David Price is like the next best thing. And Joshua has had that to a certain extent as well. But then obviously when you suffer your first loss, it's almost like, you have people kind of then starting to get on your back. And you had that after the first Thompson fight. Mm. Um, and Joshua after he's, he's lost to Ruiz, where mm. then people start to kind of doubt and then almost that pedestal that they put you on, they're trying to bring you down from. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, definitely. I mean, he, he's probably had it on a bigger scale because he, he has, because he's much more well-known in boxing. Now he's a lot more... Uh, mainstream than it was when when I fought Holy Thompson. My fights were on Box Nation, you know the the anti Joshua phenomenon, which was selling stadiums out and things like that, and open boxing to to the wider public. Um, always been under more scrutiny, but but still similar similarities, you know. Um, only I I I took my my defeat way too personally, and. Struggles to kind of let it go, forgive myself, and move on from it. But you know, when all said and done with boxing, a lot of fighters, and and as advised fighters to do this when when they do retire, is to kind of accept your weaknesses that you had as a fighter. You know, and accept that you you know, let go of these hard luck stories. You know, things could have been a little bit different for me. Certain circumstances might have been different. Different choices would have been made outside of the ring, you know, for picking fights at the right time, things like that. But when all's said and done, sometimes it's good to be honest with yourself and say, well, was it going to do much more than it actually did if these things would have been different? Probably not, but, you know, you've just got to accept the way things fell. But in Andy Joshua's favour, he's come back Stronger, I believe, uh, and better for for the defeats, and that that's a testament to how we responded to, to it. We we saw a situation over the last year where we saw Joe Joyce, and again, a lot of us spoken about Joe Joyce prior to his first fight with Zile Zhang. Um, you know, there were a lot of people saying that you know Joe Joyce would beat Anthony Joshua and all these guys. Um, he suffered that loss um, to Zhang. He rematched him immediately and lost again. You were in a position years ago where that rematch with Thompson was there and you took it. Do you regret taking that fight no, straight after no, the first fight? Big, biggest, biggest regret in my career, to be honest. And another regret was going to the same with Lennox Lewis for the rematch because 
it was just a waste of time and effort to bring someone new into the into the fold who tried to change so much of what was already working. You know, I got beat in the first fight by one punch, which went down the back of the head. Um, well, sorry, mate, one punch that went down the back of the ear, perforating me his rump. The ref didn't even give me a count. He just waved the fight off after after three seconds when I put my leg wobble. You know, that was the only blip that I'd had. But I went to Canada, trained with Lennox losing his brain conditioning, coaches, mate, and kind of changed everything about my training and and my style, you know. Um and it was a really great like um taking the fight that soon. So um yeah, if I could have spoke to Joe Joyce personally uh, before taking the Zhang fight, I'd have maybe start to explain. But everyone's different, you know, and we all want to right the wrong sooner than later. And that was one thing that I didn't have, was patience. I just didn't have patience. I wanted it then, I wanted everything yesterday. Even, even... In the ring when I was fighting, I lacked patience. The most patient I've ever been was the Dave Allen fight. Because I went into that fight and I wanted to win on points because I'd never boxed 12 rounds. I wanted to win on points. And if I said if I said do it again, I'd 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 just be a little bit more patient jumping into into straight the matches. Doesn't always pay off, but in other instances it does pay off. Dillian White, Pavekin, you know, straight in, knocked them out. Sorted. Uh, Joshua was straight in with the, the rumors, got right at the wrong things like that. But uh, Joe Joyce was um, the first fight was a, a devastating defeat, and that was going to take some doing to come back from. And now, who knows what, what frame of mind is, you know, he could be a broken man. Yeah, I was going to say that. Obviously, on the flip side of that, Joshua went into a rematch probably, what, six months after as his next fight against Ruiz. And the, it's always the manner of the defeat because the way Joshua lost was the concern about him going in. And I think if you lose a close points decision, then like there's different, obviously, motivation to why you want to take the rematch straight away. But it, it paid off for Joshua. We saw a more um, cautious and, and defensive performance for Joshua uh, in Saudi in that rematch for him to win that fight. But, yeah, it is... Yeah, it's it's always a risk going straight it's a back. Fine line, yeah, it's yeah. a fine line, isn't it? You know, you wanna you wanna just get yourself right back where you was before it, put it to bed. But it all depends on the personality as well. I think you know how 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 um, self critical the fighter can be. You know, which which is me um, is Joe Julie's that type of fighter where he's beating himself up, uh, or is he just gone? On to the next one, like Dillian White did. You know, Dillian White didn't seem to give a shit. He got knocked out straight back in the gym and did the job. But um, yeah, I think it all depends on the personality as well. Um, obviously, a week and a half ago, we saw kind of the heavyweight division thrown into a little bit of turmoil with um, Tyson Fury suffering a cut in sparring, which has delayed. He's um say rematch he hasn't fought in once yet. His fight with Alexander Usyk now takes place on May the eighteenth. Um, yeah, that was disappointing to see, isn't it? Because we were kind of we would have been having that fight this week. Yeah, but we've been here before, haven't we? With boxing, that it happens. Like you know, people get injured in training, 
it's happened to me before where I've been injured and saying that's a post four fight, but obviously this is a highly anticipated first undisputed heavyweight title fight since nineteen ninety-nine or almost two thousand, something like that. So um yeah, it, it's it's disappointing. I think one of the worst things that happened to this fight was that Mangano um, fight taking place because I think it kind of took the shine off this fight because, um, yeah, I, I just do like it was that disappointing from from Fury's perspective. For me, it took the shine off this fight, but um, sometimes a postponement of a fight can can wait for the fight because it can build the anticipation more, get people talking about it more, and it might work out better for the event that has been postponed rather than off the back of a lackluster display by the heavyweight champ against a non-boxer, so-called. So it could work out better. And in the meantime, you've got Joffrey going to be fighting in Ganu. In, in, is he going to be fighting before Fiori's fighting next month? Yeah, March the 8th in about three weeks. Yeah, so- so let's give it a little bit more of a story, maybe. I don't know, it might work out in a straight, but yeah, disappointing, but part, part of the game. What What did you think about the conspiracy theorists suggesting that Tyson Fury had uh, injured himself or cut himself or got someone to, to do that to him? It's mad, I know. It's, it's, it's mad, and it? It's like uh, people don't understand what you go through in a training camp to even get it three weeks out from the fight. And, you know, reading between the lines over the years, Tyson Fury doesn't particularly enjoy his training camp. So I don't know who does. I mean, I've read some interviews in the past where he seems a bit depressed during training camp, and I get that because you, your body's ran into the ground, you're physically and mentally exhausted, so you will be low mood a lot of the time. And it's only towards the end of the camp when you start feeling the energy come back into you when all that graft and hardship is over with, when you can just start to feel the light at the end of the tunnel, all the hard parts done, you, you start feeling yourself again a little bit. So there's no reason why anyone would go through all of that and then at the end say to the ones who's a favour there, get that Stanley knife blade and put a little there for us and I'll get a picture and we'll pull out the fight. That kind of just, it's not happening, is it? But, um, you know, uh, that'll be all news when the fight actually goes ahead. What, what do you think about this Ngannou um, situation? Obviously, is it fighting Anthony Joshua due to his performance against Tyson Fury um, at the back end of last year uh, is now in a p- position where in three weeks' time he would have had his first two fights as a professional boxer against Tyson Fury and then Anthony Joshua? <laughs> when you put it like that, it's Fucking mad, isn't it? It's mad. But um, obviously, he's got profile and he's well known and he's, he's a fantastic mixed martial artist. So it's not like we just drag some fella off the street and put him in with Fury and Joker. Um, he can fight, he can take strikes and blows. He's a combat expert in, in his field, but it's a crossover fight. So I think he's been very fortunate. I think he's definitely been very fortunate. You know, he's probably going to earn more money than he was over an entire career of UFC pay-per-view headlines in them two fights. So he's been fortunate as well that Fury didn't perform in the first fight because as well as Ngannou done, in my opinion, you know, 
problema é o Fábio Rodo e onde achei mais, a tentação de vir todos os estudos em fora e Rodo e Feira a gente tem que ver mais ou menos a base pior e mais ou menos onde se prepara a lack of taking them seriously that's what resulted in the outcome I think Jockey will just walk through him really in a bottom match obviously and I think it'll um, you know we'll put, we'll put more light on the Fiori you know magnify what happened with Fiori and get people talking more again yeah absolutely and I think like I said that the next well now extended over the next sort of three or four month period it's really going to kind of shape um the landscape of that heavyweight division there's a lot of other people like you said you mentioned zhang and and parker are fighting yeah, yeah, yeah. on the same card there's a there's a lot to unravel here over the next few months there is yeah there's, there's big fights zhang's in a great position i've got to mention him before and you know he's 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 my age and he's, he's 40 he might even be older than me um so Big, big credit to him. He's just, he's just kept chipping away. Patience, patience. You know, he hasn't really been involved in big fights. He's probably earning not the best money fighting on undercards in America, but he's just kept chipping away, chipping away, and improving in the process. And he's in a fantastic position um, to, to fight the winner of Yusuke Fury, isn't he? Or is it going to be Jockey? It's, there's loads of big fights anyway. That, that's the main thing. The best thing is good for the fans. Question. Would David Price versus Tony Bellew sell out the Echo Arena today? Has someone asked that question? Or are you asking me? I'm asking you. It's like, yes, like it's up. It's, yeah, fucking right, it was. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, of course it was. Course I it know, was. it's not the Echo. It's the M&S Bank Arena. It's not the echo. I, 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 said, I said years ago people wouldn't be able to stop calling it the echo arena, and we, here we are. <laughs> like the MEN, uh, MEN in Manchester. The MEN, still the MEN, still yeah. Um, yeah. Well, I, I'd say you were relatively happily retired. Bellew changes his mind every few months when yeah. a new weight division gets announced or some yeah. crew weight comes on the scene that he thinks he can beat. Then he, yeah. you hear Bellew, but. Would you rule out Bellew ever? I mean, I wouldn't ever rule out Bellew ever making a return. Probably not. He's, he's probably got more time on his hands than me as well, because I'm obviously running a business full time, so I am just like completely committed to what I'm doing now. But he's on a golf course and doing his commentary, and that that's an easy life now, mate. He wants he wants something to excite him. I haven't had time to think about fighting again. Um, to be honest, the thought of fighting again doesn't really do anything for me. Every now and then, I feel like I'm the spa. I wouldn't mind having the spa with someone. I just get in there rough up a little bit and just even a bit of a tech spa. Sometimes I feel like that. The, the danger is when you get when you start training and getting fit, it is always tempting to go, should I get back in the gym and just or the clock ticking every day and um so you know I'd I'd been on the the wrong ends of some heavy, heavy defeats as well. You know, I had a couple of heavy knockouts in the career, which, which is always a concern. Um, and then, but I'm okay now, like, but I don't want to add any more damage to what might have already been done over the years, sparring, fights, you know, you know, knockouts, defeats, which is two, I think. I think I had two knockouts, but 
don't want many concussions of us fucking to death, I think, and that's the thing for most fighters, but not that bridge when it comes. Like, um, but yeah, Bellew, Bellew probably will fight again, I think. I think he'll fight again. He needs to put together the juices clone, I think. I don't think that golf course is doing it. Well, he's just come out of the jungle as well, hasn't he? He was in, in the jungle for a little while. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's brilliant. Thought he was a daily good, isn't it? Like, <laughs> yeah, great, great. All right, well, listen, David, much appreciated. Just the final one. If you could sum up today's heavyweight boxing in five words, how would you sum it up in five words? Today's oh, heavyweight boxing. <laughs> it's looking, it's looking very good indeed. How's that? How's that? <laughs> Lovely. David Price, yeah, thank you very much for your time. And uh, listen, yeah. hopefully... We may bump into each other. That's what you, mate. All of us, mate. Hot man, thank you very much. Thank you. See you, mate. See you, Balta. Cheers, mate. Sports Social Podcast Network.